So oh, think... Tiago Silva. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back Chelsea fans, I'm JB and this week we have Dan with us. Dan is our resident German, so he's going to bring us all the all the information on uh, Timo Werner and hopefully soon Kai Havertz. This week we're going to talk about um, the transfers, so obviously there's been um, three transfers that have been unveiled this week um, and we still are waiting on Kai Havertz, so we're going to just discuss the, the delays in that and what's causing the problems. Don't forget to like the video, subscribe, hit the bell notification so you don't miss any of our uploads. Drop a comment down below so we know what your thoughts are and what we've discussed. Tell us what you like about our videos and what you don't so we can help us improve in the future. Daniel. Hey guys, Hello. resident German checking in here. And while I might be the resident German here, I think uh, we've got Jamie who's got some exciting insight into what we think is going to happen with Kai Havertz. Um, and, and a little bit around Ben Chilwell, which I think is uh, going to be really interesting to hear his thoughts on. We wanted to focus really on transfers today because, I mean, Chelsea have had an absolute blitz of a, uh, a past few weeks and uh, really set themselves up for the next season. Uh, Jamie, I kind of wanted to open with uh, a bit of a joke online about uh, it, it started with you guys uh, selling Willian to Arsenal. Um, and the cost they paid for William versus kind of you know you know what he was bought in for and kind of what you've been paying for for um, for players. So what, what do you think about what Lampard's done with, with his deals and, and what he's putting money on the table for for next season? I'm very happy with how things have gone in the transfer window this year. I think you know you go back for the past couple of seasons and our transfers have been horrific. Um, you know your, your Bakayoko's, your Danny Drinkwaters, Morata. Um, Emerson, Zappacosta, and all of these have probably cost about the same as we've spent on Ziyech, Werner, uh, pro- eventually Kai Havertz, Thiago Silva, uh, Ben Chilwell. And the quality difference is just staggering. And I think the the link between Czech and um, Marina Granovskaya has really helped us to actually push for top players as opposed to we can't get that guy, he's too expensive, so we're going to go for someone cheaper just to fill a hole. And that strategy has never worked for us. But the, the way they've got things working now, we're using the youth and we're plugging the holes around the youth now so we can bring through those top players that we have been bringing for our academy for years. And we're finally using that. And where we don't have those players coming through yet, that's where we're going out and spending the money and picking out the best players that we can get in those positions. And I think it's. I mean, our team for next season is going to be frightening by the looks of it. Yeah, absolutely. You've got some 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 fresh talent in there, so some good pace, and uh, some 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 experience that's also been brought in, which we'll talk on a, a little bit more. Um, goalkeepers. Let's just start with goalkeepers quickly. I, I saw something in the news today. Can you talk me to me a little bit more about about what situation there and with Kepa? Well, Kepa is a difficult one. Um, so much money he cost us, uh, 72 million, I think it was. Um, most expensive goalkeeper in the, uh, history. Um, most expensive Chelsea transfer until Kai Havertz goes through. Um, it's, it's difficult because he's not good enough at the moment. His confidence is really low. Um, yeah. And he's still quite young. So he could eventually you know, get to a, a level which is good enough to be playing in the top four team in the Premier League. At the moment, he's not. Um, and it makes it very difficult. So we either have to just put up with him for longer until he gets to that level, if he ever does, 
or we need to go out and sign someone new. My personal opinion, what we're going to do, we'll end up buying someone probably around like the 30 million mark um, to yeah. compete for, with Kepa for that number one position yeah. um, to push him as well as themselves. It will just be kind of, you know, hoping that they'll push each other to, to get the best out of each other and yeah. fight for that spot. And I'm hoping, you know, that will bring out the best in both whoever we do bring in. I don't know which one it's going to be that we've been linked with about a million goalkeepers. Um, obviously, yeah. Oblak is the one that we would love to have, but yeah. he, he's not going for anything less than his release clause at 109 million. And that's just that's just too much. I I admit I had um, times where I kind of gave up on Kepa uh, this this past season. Um, he made some some pretty horrible mistakes. Um, he didn't look good enough. Didn't look confident enough. Um, you know, I remember talking to you about it. I, you know, in some sense, when I think back on, on, on some other goalkeepers, you know, unfair to make a comparison to David de Gea, but. Um, you know they had bad season. They, they were really not confident. You know, you know, it's all the, the crosses and the corners point. You know, not choosing the right um, option there. I mean, Caballero has had a few disasters in his time, and he looks more solid past season than yeah. Kepa. You know, I, I'd hope maybe this could be the turning point. But I really love your point there. You need someone that's going to bring in that competition. Caballero is your good alternate option as a, of a setback but he's not competition because you know he's he's kind of on his way out for want of a better phrase but um i think i think that might be a good choice if he has someone that could compete with Kappa. yeah i think um i mean the names that i've seen has been um onana from ajax mm. that's kind of gone a bit quiet recently um nick pope from burnley although i don't think he'd come in as a backup i think he'd come in as number one yeah um a guy this week that we've been linked to from uh, France, uh, Edouard Mendy. Um, I think he's uh, plays for Rennes. Yeah. Um, which he's our, our goalkeeper and uh, coaches and scouts have all kind of given him glorious reports saying that he's a fantastic player. He's a fantastic goalkeeper and we should go get him. Uh, I believe we had a £16 million uh, bid for him rejected this week. Um, so there's obviously interest there. Um Meingen, I think his name is, uh, another one from France. It just, any any goalkeeper that's half decent, I think we're being linked with. I've seen today as well, just before we've uh, come onto this call, that apparently Arsenal were looking to sell um, Martinez. Um, obviously, he was he had a very good uh, yeah. back half of the season when Leno got injured. That would be just there. Arsenal to get rid of him and him turn out to be great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and we'll buy him as well. Yeah, <laughs> He'll exactly. come to us and win us the league. And sell him um, back for about 200 million afterwards, right? <laughs> yeah, when he when he's 35 and on his last legs, we'll sell him back. <laughs> Let him go on a free and uh, he can retire to Arsenal like all of our other yeah. players do. Um, but right. yeah, so we're, we're being linked with so many people. Um, I, at the moment, I think nothing's going to happen until Havertz is sorted because they want that lockdown and then they can make a decision on what they're going to do with the goalkeeper yeah um yeah hopefully you know something sorted before the end of the season because i don't really fancy going into the season with kepper and cavalero as our two goalkeeping options again absolutely not enough and, and that could be that could be the turning point of your your season to be honest with you you know if you don't have that strength at the back right we've talked nonsense for for a little while um <laughs> let's 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 get into some of those exciting transfers which i know um all of our, our many listeners, many of you, come on, come on, guys, um, are, are going to be keen to hear and, and that Kai Havertz kind of insight that, that Jamie's going to give us. 
Um, but first, lovely connection between yourself and Ben Chilwell. Ben, ben used to play for Russian Diamonds. So, so yeah, did yeah. you. Uh, also, obviously. Youth level. Born in Milton Keynes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so since he's your mate, tell us. Tell us about yeah. Ben. Uh, <laughs> Well, you know, uh, me and Ben, busy mates, and no, no, he, um, you know, he's he's from Milton Keynes, as um, both we are actually. Um, he he did start his youth career at Russian Diamonds, but I think he was still very young when he moved to Leicester, um, and he came through the academy at Leicester. I think he spent like eleven years there or something. He's not a lot of people's first choice uh, at Chelsea in terms of fans. A lot of uh, you know, I've seen on on Twitter, on Instagram. People didn't really want Ben Chilwell. They wanted someone like Tagliafico instead to come in at left back, a cheaper option, um, more established option. Um, but it was always clear Lampard's first choice, first option was Ben Chilwell. He wanted that man. And for once, you know, the, the board have gone out and got exactly the man that Chelsea wanted to get, um, which is fantastic. You know, if, if, if you need a position filled and you have a first choice, you go out and get that first choice and, Superb business done. I mean, their, their original asking price was 80 million. Um, we managed to get him for 50. Obviously, COVID has um, played a, a part in that. And the fact that uh, Leicester didn't get Champions League football, meaning, you know, they needed a bit more money from somewhere. So we've managed to to sneak in and get a good deal over the line. So, yeah, absolutely fantastic. He's, he's a very good left back. I mean, the two options we have at the moment is um, Emerson and Alonso, which they're both really left wing backs yeah. we didn't have a left fullback so he comes in and he gives us that option as as the left fullback and I think we'll probably keep Alonso as our option as a left wing back and move Emerson on eventually yeah yeah I mean I know we've talked about it many times but the, the cost of uh, British players can be a bit over the top at times but yeah uh, he, he's a young talent and uh, um, I think uh, interesting times ahead now, uh, the ne- next one, I-, I don't have quite a good uh, connection point between yourself and, and this bloke. Um, slightly slightly different uh, uh, nationality, but but talk to me about Thiago Silva. That's that's exciting news, I think. Oh, Thiago Silva. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's I, was, I was fully expecting um, Alex from Glastonbury to come on and uh, do the introduction video. <laughs> uh, we we tried to book him for this podcast, but he, he wasn't available, unfortunately. <laughs> We'll get him on the next one, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that I think again, I think it's a brilliant piece of business. We got him on a free. Um, wages aren't too bad either, considering uh, PSG was on like 320k a week. Um, he's at Chelsea, he's going to be on 100k a week. So, I mean, still a lot of money, but um, yeah. a lot better than what it could have been. And I think it's perfect because, you know, we've brought in also, you know, a couple of uh, young centre backs um, who are not quite ready. So if he's coming in and doing one year, two years, it gives us that bridge into those players when they're ready to come in. I mean, Tamori's one, you know, he's he looked quite good at times last season, but you just could tell that lack of experience was a bit tough for him to to get up to Premier League and Champions League level quick, quickly enough. Um, and the two centre-backs that we've signed, um, again, they're, you know, they're both very young. They need a bit of time before they'll be ready. So... Yeah. He comes in, he's a top, top centre-back and he will do a job for us for a couple of years until the youngsters are ready. Um, he brings in that leadership that that we desperately needed at the back and he comes in with just so much experience. He's won, I think it's 29 trophies in the last like 11 years. 
which is absolutely incredible. So, yeah, absolutely delighted with that one. I think he's going to make a massive difference. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I think we, we just talked about goalkeepers at the start of this um, uh, podcast. You know, to have that 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 kind of structure and, and that, that strength at the back and that experience that Thiago brings in, I think he's going to do do a world of good. Um, yeah. And hopefully can support Kepper if it has to, if, if it continues that way to kind of guide and direct him to where he needs to go. Uh, he's a strong player. He's been around. I, I don't, um, I don't know why he's even been able to adapt to the Premier League and do his thing. Uh, I think it's going to be great. Interesting uh, thing for you. According to Transfer Markt, what do you reckon his current market value is or would be if you would have had to pay for it? Now I think he's obviously quite old. Be, be aware. Yeah. What was his highest market value? Considering, obviously, he's been around for a while and obviously transfers. Yeah. So I'd say, considering he's turning 36 next month, um, probably 10, 15 million would be his his value. Okay. That's my guess. Uh, You're a bit bit high there. I I will... I'll come back to that, guys. Uh, And, you know, (laughs) in the comments below, tell me what you think his his current transfer uh, value was. But what do you think his all-time highest market value was? So I'd say in his prime... At that time, probably somewhere around the forty million mark. I think that's a really good guess, mate. Really good guess. Thirty-six million. Yeah, not not far off. Yeah, I think you know in his prime, those those kind of times, that was when you know the defenders weren't going for big fees. Yeah. Um, that was, um, was always that was twenty thirteen. So you're right. I mean, the year after we won the Champions League. He wasn't very good right then, right? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, tell me about Malangsar. I don't think, I mean, obviously we're all strong Chelsea fans here, but but tell me, you know, I'm sure some people don't really know much about him, so so tell me a bit about him. Uh, all I really know about him is um, he's come from Nice, uh, so he was playing under uh, Patrick Vieira. Um He's a left-footed centre-back, which is like gold dust these days. It's very difficult yeah. to find find a left-footed uh, centre-back. Um, I mean, the reason he ran his contract out was because he wasn't happy playing under Vieira. Um, so he he was keen to just let his contract go and go somewhere for free. Yeah. Um, there's not much really I can say. I've, I've not seen a lot of him, to be honest. Um, yeah. I know that he's been bought as an option for the future. Um, I mean... Uh, in even when he was unveiled uh, yesterday, they put out a, a note to say he was going to go straight out on loan. Um, so he's clearly they've got one eye on the future for him. Um, I think it's a great again a great deal because it's very high reward but low risk. Um, you've got the the opportunity to have someone who can be a fantastic player. That left footed defender, as I said, that people have been struggling to find, um, and we've got him on a free. So it's. As I said, very little risk in the deal, um, and he has the potential, I think, to to be a very good defender in the future. Um, incidentally, I think it might tie into the the Kai Havertz situation. Personally, this is okay. you know, I'm, I'm not someone who's in the know, but this is just me. Uh, announcement: <laughs> breaking news. <laughs> no, I, I I'm not an in the know, but I do uh, have a, a little suspicion because it's been widely said. You know, he's going to go on loan to Germany. Um, no club has been mentioned at all. Just they've said a lot of interest from German teams. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't. Well, be like surprised you said, if... mate, gold dust, right? Gold dust. Yeah, exactly. So that left-footed defender is is hard to come by these days. So I do think he'll end up being a sweetener for the the Havertz deal. Um, I could imagine him going to Leverkusen. 
Sorry, can we um, just can we just say that again, Jamie? What was that? So that was a sweetener for the the habit steel, do you reckon? Yes, that's what I think personally. Interesting. I think I think he'll end up going to Leverkusen for a year, maybe two. Um, and whilst I don't think it's going to knock off any money from the deal, because let I'll, I'll break down what's happening with Havertz. That's probably the easiest way to to go about it. So a fee's been agreed. They have the exact figures. What's been agreed? So in euros, it's eighty million euros plus ten million plus ten million. So that means there'll be one add-on which will be for 10 million euros and then another add-on which will be for 10 million euros. The What the add-ons are haven't been agreed yet. So yeah. Chelsea were saying, you know, one of them will be if we win the Champions League and Leverkusen are like, well, we don't really want that. We want it to be something a little less because we want an almost a guarantee that we're going to get that money. So it's yeah. just finding that kind of middle ground. Um, so I think, you know, if, if we throw in someone like Saar online for a couple of years, you can almost knock down the significance of what that clause will be. So, you know, they, we could have said, you know, we win the Champions League. They might have said, oh, if you win the FA Cup and then maybe, you know, we can meet in the middle somewhere and just make it a bit more um, nice for us, something that's a bit more tasteful for us, something that's not going to be as, you know, obvious and glaring for us to go and have to pay 10 million next season and then tenant the the season after so it's just fine-tuning those details I do think Saar probably will end up going to Leverkusen just to sweeten the deal a little bit uh, the other thing that's delaying it is Leverkusen want to find a replacement before it's yeah. all kind of confirmed yeah. it looks like that's going to be uh, Patrick Schick from Roma um, so if you hear of a deal for Patrick Schick going to Leverkusen being completed then you Pretty can be sure that we're going to finalise Havertz very soon after that. So, right, guys. So watch out for Patrick Ship being being completed, um, and you know you, you'll be sure to hear from us if, if we, we we see that coming up too. Uh, that's yes. really really insightful, Jamie. I think that's um, I can you know I'm sure they're looking into that option. Right, that makes complete and utter sense to yeah. me. And uh, you know, I don't think anyone really can admit that they know kind of inside out what's going on there. Um, but it, you know, it at least gives in my head that there's a bit of logic going on there. They're not stalling for no reason. They're not stalling just because they're not sure or they're putting the brakes on. I think you know, both sides are comfortable with this happening, even though yeah. I'm sure not both sides are that happy about it. But um, I think they're, they're they're just trying to progress it, and hopefully it does come good. Because I know you're all super excited about this German youngster. We, we you know. They are the best for sure. You're excited as well, <laughs> being being a German as well. Well, give us, give us some insight. And, uh, be, um... Give us give us your German insight into Werner and Havertz. Tell us. I'm sure you've probably watched them for the national team. Um, yeah, no. So so some some good players you've got there. So um, you know, Timo Werner. Um, he he he's a good player. You know. Tell me what you think about this. Um, is it fair to make a connection to Shevchenko with Timo Werner? I don't think Shevchenko had the same pace. No. Uh, well, got. yes. Yeah. Werner is absolutely rapid. I think yeah, that's, that's where they're a bit different. Obviously, Werner can also play down the left wing. Um, yeah. From what it looks like to me anyway, he played there quite a few times for Leipzig. So he's a bit more versatile as well. I think in terms of... Um, finishing, I'd say, yeah, they're probably about you know yeah, on the same level. Style, yeah, um, I do, I do, you know, all the highlight reels I've seen of um, Werner's goals. He's he's got a very distinctive style of finishing. Um, 
and oh, I'm so excited to see it. I think uh, we got a friendly tomorrow um, against Brighton, which is actually the first one in the UK which is going to have fans. Um, so they're going to have it's away at Brighton, which is funny enough the same as our first game of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've allowed 2,500 fans into the ground for the game as a, like a tester yeah. um, about to, to bring fans back into the ground. So, you know, that's really exciting. Obviously, there won't be any Chelsea fans there. It will be Brighton fans. But I think um, they're showing the game on the Chelsea website and stuff. So our first chance to see uh, see the likes of Ziyech and Werner in a, in a Chelsea shirt. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see uh, Werner finally turn out for Chelsea and hopefully score in his, uh, in his first game. That'd be nice. Yeah, so for yeah, so Timo for me can just run for Great Britain or, or for Germany, as you, as you might. Like yeah, quite a <laughs> um, you know, I, I think he's dependable. Uh, he he's look. We all know what traditional forward is for for Chelsea. I think he, he's strong because of his pace. He, he's quite grounded. Uh, I know he's about five foot eleven, but uh, he's quite stable on his feet. Uh, like you said, he's he, he's, he, he's he's got a certain style to his finishing. I think he'll adapt. To Chelsea, although he's not your traditional tall, kind of uh, super strong forward as we think in Drogba, but yeah. I, I think he can hold the ball up. But I think he, you know, he he wants to run. He, he's got the pace, and I think he's going to be a great signing for, for yourselves. As for as for Kai, he's young. Um, uh, you know, you know, we'll we'll talk about that a bit more when 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 that signing finally comes through. I don't want to get you guys too excited right now, but um, Lampard is making some fantastic signings. Uh, you know, he, he's been a world-liked guy in football, and he knows he knows the, the the game, he knows the field, and I think he's you guys are doing the best. You guys are doing the best transfer transfers that I can see. Um, I really think uh, Werner and Ziyech are going to link up nicely. I think yeah. those two together are going to be incredible. Um, yeah, and obviously we've. When Pulisic comes back as well, just that front three of, of and just think about uh, what Lampard wants to play, right? Yeah. How he wants to play and how that will work. I've already kind of got in my mind what I imagine our starting eleven to be next season, and it's it's scary. Honestly, it's scary the the quality that we're going to have in that team. Obviously, injury dependent, but yeah, that that starting eleven I see us playing is just going to be absolutely ridiculous. I'm so, I'm really I haven't been this excited for a season in quite a long time, to be honest. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely buzzing for this year. You know, we, we've talked about Chelsea transfers in, in this uh, podcast, but there's one big bit of business that is on everyone's mind at the moment. Um, I think many will be sceptical. Many will be excited to kind of want to see what might happen, uh, or maybe they're just, just wishing. But we couldn't end this podcast without talking about Messi. You know, arguably, or many will you say, is the greatest footballer on the planet. Let's not get into that discussion right now, Jamie. But um, what, what do you think? You know, is there a chance of him coming to Chelsea, Jamie? Well, I certainly think he'll be wearing this colour shirt next season. <laughs> uh, I just don't think it's going to be uh, this exact shirt. Um, no, I so think, is that you alluding to? You think he is actually going to leave Barcelona? Yeah, I, I think I, he will leave. Um, it seems. So, but what about much... his clause? It seems a little bit dodgy to me. Yeah, so from what it looks like is they've got a he's got a clause in his contract which says I can leave at the end of every season for free. Now I don't know because if depends who you listen to. Barcelona seem to think that that clause says you can leave by Jan, uh, June every yeah. year for free. He thinks it's at the end of every season you can leave for free. So it depends on you know 
what it actually says in that you contract. You can leave by June every year. What a stupid clause that is. Isn't well, it? that would be the end of the, the season, technically. Yeah. Most seasons, that would be the end of the season. So it's just kind of, you know, the, the current circumstances. Have but it's made very it kind of like issue. tight. Yeah, kind of yeah. That. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, to be fair, I mean, it, it would make sense to have a specific date on them. Yeah, I suppose. But right, then, so so it it could, you know, if, if, if Messi pushes that, it could end up going legal. However, I don't think it will go that far. I think Messi is probably fairly happy for, for Barcelona to receive a fee for himself. Um, and I think someone like Man City, where they have those connections with Barcelona anyway, so I think they would kind of be like, yeah, do you know what? We'll, we'll give you something. So I, I, I imagine it'll end up being a player plus cash deal. I don't know which players that they would offer. Um, I don't know how much cash would be involved. I really don't know. But my, I genuinely think he'll end up playing for Man City next season. Um, okay. So to give um, me until vision. Lampard gets on the phone to him and, uh, <laughs> and gives him that shout, because the second Lampard gives you a call, mate, you're, you're joining Chelsea. Clashes those Paddy Whites. Um, and uh, gets him to join <laughs> Chelsea. Okay, give me a oh, vision, yeah. mate. You know, I think we've all been dreaming of of seeing Messi in the Premier League. You know, uh, you, you know, I think there's only one thing better than that is having Messi and Ronaldo playing together in the Premier League. But um, Chelsea, as we've talked about, and do some fantastic business in, in 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 the transfer market. Messi comes to Manchester City. What are the gaps? Does Chelsea, do Chelsea need to fill anything to be able to cope with that? Um, yeah, I'd say we need another defender. You know, if if I mean, if we're going to try and win the title this season, yeah. if, if that was like you have to win the title this season, we need another elite centre back and an elite goalkeeper, um, and then probably a holding midfielder as cover for Kante. Um, so someone like Declan Rice who could come in and be versatile. He can play in defence and he can play as a, uh, a holding midfielder. So someone like that, he could cover two positions and then, um, yeah, an elite goalkeeper, someone like Oblak. And I think we could still compete with City if they got Messi. But the way it stands, you know, if they, if they got Messi, I don't think we'll be quite up there with them, uh, with our squad now. I think, I think you know, we're still, we're going to close the gap a lot this season, even, you know, whether they get messy or not, I think Chelsea will close the gap a lot this season. You'll probably be looking more like 10 points maximum off from the likes of Liverpool and City. I'd like to I'd like to see it be even less, but I, I, I do think that they've still got that air about them where they're probably going to dominate again this season. But I think, you know, if, if Chelsea are within six points, uh, sorry, if Chelsea are... Um, are close with like six games to go, five games to go. I'll be happy with that. If we still have a math- mathematical chance of winning the league with like five games to go, then I think it'll be a good season. And uh, final question for me: um, Can Messi cut it on a cold, wet night in Stoke, Aston Villa, or yeah, whatever you want to call it? It can't be Stoke, can it? It's going to have to be. Uh, yeah. Oh, God, what's maybe the FA Cup, right? But... It'll be Burnley, wouldn't it? <laughs> It'll be Burnley on a Tuesday night. And uh, yeah, I think he probably can. Um, the first occasion, it might be a little bit difficult when he goes somewhere on a Tuesday night and it's tipping it down with rain and it's cold. He might, you know, struggle a little bit with 
I, I, I can guarantee you now, right, the first time that happens, whoever the groundsman is, he's going to do his worst possible job on that pitch. Because yeah, that's if true. there's turf up <laughs> everywhere, you know, Messi's not going to be able to dribble the ball around on the floor as easily as he can everywhere else. Yeah. I, that'll be, you know, the, the groundsman will get man of the match that day. <laughs> yeah, it's um, so true. But no, he, I, I, I think, you know, he, he's too good to, yeah. to not be able to do it in the Premier League. Um, yeah. It'll be. I, I genuinely, I'd actually want to see him go to City just to see him in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, just as a football fan in general, not not looking at it for a Chelsea fan's eyes, yeah. but as a football fan, seeing him come to the Premier League, it would be so exciting. The only problem is that City team would be ridiculous. There, you know, you're going to have um, Messi, Sterling, and Aguero as your front three. That's just disgusting. Yeah. It's going to be painful to play against them. Um, but. It's it's all good for the Premier League, you know. It's it's going to yeah. make it a lot more exciting next season after everything that's happened this year, the crazy yeah. kind of times. That's something we're all potentially going to have to look forward to next season. So it's it's going to be great. It's going to be really good. Yeah, totally agree. It's whatever we, we all want to see, um, guys. In, in the comments below, let us know um, what you are most looking forward to about if Messi comes to the Premier League. Uh, is it a raging slide tackle? Um, flying into Messi, um, him beating about two six at five defenders and scoring a header, um, you know, him falling over on a badly cut Burnley turf. I don't know. <laughs> tell me what you think. Um, you know, let us know, and we're keen to hear your thoughts. So, just tell you what the proposed current market value by transfer market is. If you want to sponsor us, let us know. Um, it is four point three two million um, wow. for Thiago Silva. I know, quite low. Um, yeah, that's on with the uh, you know what his highest market value was mm. a bit high there for for the cost. I mean, look, they're saying um, that Kai is about current transfer market value seventy two point nine million. Um, is that euros or pounds? No, this is all pounds. So, okay. um, so that's roughly what we're paying up front, and then obviously we'll have. Um, I think it, it works out to be nine million euros and nine million euros and two different add-ons. So yeah. I'm not I'm not overly upset about that. I think price-wise that'd be pretty good yeah. in the long term. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. Um, so just for me, guys, there's a like and subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, follow, turn on some notifications where you can, uh, and give us a listen uh, and let me know what you want to hear from us. Uh, as we grow, the insights will, will get bigger and, and more interesting. And uh, we hope to see you on the next one. Cheers, guys. <laughs>